contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? It's just one of those days that a tar goes through. Just one of those days. days. Oh, no, I don't really know what to do with the word. I didn't really think ahead. Hi. Hey. <laughs> what up, y'all? My name is Ty. This is Cole. We are Ty Cole. Cole. And you are listening to Mentor, Mentor in, in the, the mirror. mirror. Before we even start, if you have not reviewed and rated the show, please take a second. I always say it at the end. And you know what, y'all? I'm going to ask for what I need. So I'm going to do it from the gate so that it's all very clear. I need and desire that if our episodes have spoken to you and you haven't taken just a couple minutes to give us some thoughts or pop in five stars, we'd greatly appreciate it. So I'm communicating my needs. Yes, and I'm going to communicate something else that we always put at the end that, I'm, that we can start putting at the beginning as well. We do have groups available to you if you want to join quarterly us and get into something deep with us. We have quarterly masterminds in Austin, Texas. Hit our website, tacole.com. And, and they, they never exceed 15 people. 12 is where we cut it off. Just sometimes there are life things where there's extraordinary circumstances. So we'll let people squeeze in if it's if it's in alignment. But our cutoff is 12. 12. Um, and that's so that we have the one-on-one -on -one time with people. You've heard us dive into all of these concepts. So you can imagine having that close proximity For plus three days, three full days. We, we are not nine to fivers here. Nope. You know, I mean, we're the last ones to bed every single time, every single night. Uh, we're usually up talking to people till three, four in the morning and we're back up at nine. Uh, we thrive. We live on this shit. We love it. Yeah. So, so let's get into it. Get it, get it. Head over to talkhole.com. Links in the bio, blah, blah, blah. Yakety, schmackety, schmack. Schmackety. <laughs> Like so what I wanted to uh, just discuss, we've talked about it in great length uh, together. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. And especially in the death of Kobe Bryant, the conversation came up between us again uh, because of the rape charges that he had and him stepping out on his wife and all of the, you know, all those dynamics. We started getting back into the discussion of where's the villain and where is, you know, kind of the saint or the sinner yeah, where yeah. we draw the lines and lynch people and, and whatever for things that they've quote unquote done wrong. Yeah. Who, you know, how do you choose your angels and your demons? And before we even get into that, you know, I just want to give a shout to Kobe Bryant's family and and everyone else lost and, in the crash and everyone else lost yeah, in the crash, the pilot um, and to all of the fans, the supporters, the people who loved all of these people. Um, Shouts of strength, love, and condolences to you and all of your peeps. And being mindful that if even if this didn't impact you at all, to decide what a person's impact was in someone else's life, it's really none of your business. And if there's people in your life that get upset when you lose celebrities, whatever, you know, you have the opportunity to let them have that. Um, you know, it, it's something that I've watched where people are like, oh, see, people only care when something happens to celebrities. Yeah, you know what? Because that might be the closest relationship many people have had is their imagination of their personal relationship, which is a valid one, to a celebrity, to an artist, to a movie, to a character. And, you know, what's the hang up with 
you know, oh, it was just convenient when somebody dies. If that's what, if that's when you get a chance to honor somebody or when you recognize that you honor somebody, then let people have it. We have these hard rules around how people should honor people and they should be honoring them when they're alive. If not, it's disrespectful. And there's all this debate in politics. Or just whether because they were celebrities or not. Look, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, the guy passed on and uh, he's a human being. Uh, he's a father, he's a friend, he's a husband, he's a, an icon to many, he's a villain to others. Whatever he is to you, he is. And let's talk about that. You know, each person's uh, role in each other person's life. Now, to, to some people, I am this this huge icon of, of uh, growth and exploration and knowledge and all this. And some other people do not like me. They don't like the way I talk. They don't like the, they don't like how free I am. They don't like they, your hugging. They don't like my hugs. They, you know, they don't like all the love, the, the, the love and the positivity that I throw out. I'm too much of a hippie. I'm not for everybody, but I am for everybody from my, from my vantage point. So it's like, where, where do you draw the line and where does that line come from? You know, and quite often with celebrities, especially uh, with clients and people that we work with, it's really easy to make someone the sinner, the villain after something like this, you know, the alleged, uh, and I, it was dismissed and yes, you know, she was paid and, and all of that as far as the case of sexual assault. The thing is, it, we're basing it off of our current filters, the information that we had, and it does not dismiss, right? And it does not um, give approval to certain kinds of behaviors. It's recognizing that I've learned more and more in particular with our clientele that even the ones that may have done some things that are not functional um, and f would they would honestly, for some people that we work with, if society knew a lot of the things that we knew, these people would be strung up as well. Yep. While on the other hand, they are changing tens of thousands, if not millions of lives. Daily. 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 And, and, you know, they made some mistakes and they did some stupid shit. But for us to place a label on a person as a lifelong sentence, then I, you know, like myself, um, would be under that same scrutiny. The only difference is I've been honest about it the whole time. Mm -hmm. And... The things in my life that I did, selling drugs, that directly supported people who ended up passing from drug overdoses, right? So it's like I spent years in shame and guilt and everything that I was doing was to try to make up for who I believed I wasn't mm -hmm. and who I felt didn't deserve to live and mm -hmm. all of this stuff. I had that same shame and blame on myself. No. And on one hand, we preach forgiveness and people being able to, you know, change and all of these things when we have certain things in particular around sexual assault or assault against women where we will vilify and we will villainize is what I'm looking for, a person and not look at anything else that they did. Nothing. Nothing else. Like everything gets X'd out. Same with Bill Cosby. It doesn't matter anything good he contributed or brought to the world other things cancel it out versus saying both can be present. I'm not saying or suggesting that behaviors should just be skipped over or people shouldn't have, you know, justice or anything like that. What I'm saying is that the fact that it X's out everything else. Yeah, and, and this is our society thrives off of negativity. Mm -hmm. We base everything from negativity. Most of our religions 
are based on people being good so that they don't go to hell. Not yeah. not so that you get into heaven, so that you stay out of hell. Hell is the is the threat. Heaven is not a threat. It's not it's not that big of a deal. Oh, you you good, you go to heaven. You gotta not be bad. Well so think you about don't it. Nobody's nobody says to you like you're not going to get into heaven. They'll say, they say, you're going to You're going to hell. To hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's no option. There's, you know, there's, there's a potential that you go to heaven, but you're definitely going to hell. Right? Get out of here, man. And this is, our, our society is based on negativity. Our societies, you know, how much pain you can get out. People are selling you remedies for pain. They're selling you remedies for problems. Look at all of the all of the things on TV. There, there are remedies for things. There, there are remedies for discomfort, remedies for lack of fun, remedies for everything is a remedy for something negative. And so we thrive off of these negative things. Well, I don't know if it's thriving. I guess that's the businesses thrive off of them. But yeah. you know, we feed uh, off we, of them. We, we, we are we feed off of them. We are being fed them. Yeah. It's being jammed down our throat. So when you look at people who are heroes who have done things like like let's bring bill cosby into it because this is a discussion that i've had over and over again about uh you know f- with friends with people uh, on facebook around bill cosby and how people have thrown bill cosby under the bus and you know what he did was horrible and unforgivable and i'm like what about the wonderful things bill cosby did you know are we are we going to celebrate we can't celebrate them anymore Mm-mm. so all of the things that this guy did that was great are now nullified because of the things that he did in the past as well and so where where do we draw the line with stuff like that and why why is it that we demonize people and we keep the demon but we will not keep the angel. We will demonize and we will put people into jail. And, you know, if even if they serve their time and they serve their time, they pay their debt to society that we've deemed as their debt to society and they get out, we still demonize them. And we still, this is this is the only thing we can remember people for is is the horrors or or the bad stuff that they've they've done. We in and no matter what they've they've created in society. I know Bill Cosby was a huge inspiration to me. So is Kobe Bryant. And you know, I'm not even a sports fan and I like what what Kobe was doing with his with his basketball stuff and and the stuff that he did for communities. These are things that he nobody's was actually, looking at. He was actually involved and did donate and do a tremendous amount for other nonprofit um organizations right and i mean you know when you're when you're in these positions and you're scrutinized for for any little thing that you do that's bad or any big thing that you do is bad and i'm not discounting any any of this stuff totally i'm not discounting any of it at all and i am a strong believer that we are not our actions we are who we are our actions are things that are done what is the root of the act the action why are we doing it are we rehabilitating people for the things that they've done? Are we rehabilitating Bill Cosby? Does anybody know why he did what he did? It's the same thing with any other person that commits a crime. Do we get to the root of this? Do we help this person to be an actual functional person? Are they satiated? Do we know how to get them satiated? Or are we going to keep the demon? Are we going to keep the demon, keep them them locked away in, in the dungeon or whatever, wherever we put them? Or are we going to actually nurture this human being? The thing is, it, it's still a representation of the dysfunction of society. It's not like, you know, the thing is, is people separate themselves from the rest. Them and the people that they can relate to are one tribe of people that are like-minded. And then there's everyone else. And so the top one, two percent is separate then, right? And so there is an expectation that if you have a lot of money, what you should be doing with it, and then if there's any bad behavior, your punishment, you shouldn't have money, you don't deserve it, and we're continuing to couple that having money means you're a better person, quote unquote. 
You know what I mean? Like that you should have gone through more, uh, I don't know, you know, like the, the, just in my time in particular in dating a very well-known pop star and really being around some high level and not just with him, like some of the, some of the biggest names in, uh, music. And we're talking about in the tens of millions that, are some of the most dysfunctional humans I've ever met in my life. And they're required to hide even more because their their money is at risk. And their money is their connection to everything else because without their money, they don't have connection, right? right? The money is what garners that connection. And so there's a lot more secrets and there's a lot more dysfunction that's just, yeah, they can hide it because they can pay people off and whatever. It's really looking at the fact that this is simply a representation of our societal mm-hmm. dysfunction. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a representation of the shadow side. Yeah. And when we talk about shadow in our work, shadow is not something that's bad. It's something that's not seen. It's not something that's observed. And when when we pull up the shame devices and the guilt devices and society says that your thoughts or your feelings or your actions are bad or wrong, people hide them. And so we have this, this, this huge amount of people not bringing things to the surface because they are they are required by society to keep them in the shadow. So as a society of people, we all have these shadow things bubbling under the surface. And so in order to have a pressure release valve, we point it at one person. When one person's, when one person's, uh, who, especially people of status, of, uh, of, uh, political status of, of uh, celebrity, celebrity status or whatever, these people are pressure release valves. So they're under they're under the watchful eye of all of the people who have all this shadow shit going on in the background who aren't bringing it to the surface so that when they see somebody, they can express their shadow through this person. So they go on witch hunts. So people go on witch hunts and they push all of the shadow energy of all of society into these people and out to the surface and we have these witch hunts. To make an example mm-hmm. of. Right. And, you know... There's also, no one's looking at the expectation that's been placed on people that are celebrity or otherwise, where then they're forced to be on brand, right? So then they have to become more secretive to protect these ideas and imaginations of other people that other people have placed on them because of a role, Mm -hmm. because of a position that they are playing. Most of the time, that's not a place that they place themselves. It is where society placed Mm -hmm. them in reaction to something that they did or right. a performance. So at what point do we take responsibility of like, oh, wow, I guess I really assumed that they were this kind of person and my disappointment actually comes from the fact that they were not or whatever. Well, well, in order to have that responsibility, you have to have the knowledge and people are blocked from having the knowledge yeah. that you're talking about. So in order to have that responsibility, we have to have the knowledge that we can be responsible for these things. And most people in our societies do not. And this is where we're talking about waking people up, is waking people up to standing in front of the mirror and actually asking themselves these questions so they can bring their knowledge to the surface. We all have the knowledge it is being programmed by something else and something outside of the self. So when we can get the self to actually know what's going on, we can bring this stuff to the surface and we can address it in logical conversations without killing each other for having differences in in opinions or differences in in the way we see things. We can bring things to the table and we can come together and work together on these things. We don't have to slay the dragon all the time. Well, and through the evolutionary process, so we talk about the three energies of evolution, the snake, the puma, and the condor. 
I'll get into it in a future episode, I swear, and really get into this in more detail. But through these evolutionary processes, you know, especially once people first become woke, quote unquote, they're, you know, really letting go of the past, shedding old skin, all of that stuff. What can also happen or what does happen and kind of is required to happen is you have to change the people in your environment, right? So you stop talking to certain people because you need to fortify your life team, your safe container, that kind of thing. And so there is a, a point in the evolutionary process when you're going from that snake to puma, puma to condor energy, where you start being able to hold space for people that are very different from you because you have now reprogrammed your nervous system to not be reactive to ideas that are conflicting to yours. Mm-hmm. Or you can sit in the conflict that conflict it creates without being reactive and you can be responsive and have conversations and as a woman that's been violently raped as a woman that's had you know been held at gunpoint to be able to sit with people now and hear some of their stories and not flinch you know and be able to talk to them and to be able to actually find deep compassion I'm so grateful for the work that we do because I've actually had the opportunity to work with predators who society would deem as a predator. Mm -hmm. When, as you start to peel back the layers of it, you realize that again, this is a manifestation of societal Mm -hmm. issues that I'm now getting to face and change for that individual, which changes the energetic, uh, it, it starts to change the habitual nature and that energy that is running through society. Because now I have the tools, I have the support, the systems, the boundaries. I know what I'm willing to tolerate that now I can go face to face in conversations that 10 years ago, I couldn't even consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything in my body would, would make me run, not mm-hmm. make me feel like I would be gone to save myself. And so to, to I urge anyone listening right now to... Engage in conversation that you are comfortable to navigate through. If you know you still feel safe in it, even if you feel your nervous system getting a little fired up, to see where you can go with a conversation with someone completely different than you from a place of curiosity versus defensiveness or a need to prove an idea or to um, just to be combative. You know. We are human beings, all of us, each and every one. And we all have that shadow side. We all have the dark stuff. When something happens when you're a kid and you do something that's that's messed up, right? Or, or is dysfunctional or that doesn't work for society or whatever. Your parents tell you about it and they rehab you or they do their best to rehab you. And if something is up with your parents and they can't rehab you because they need rehab and it becomes a double dysfunction. And so these are, these are the things that happen when we're children and we don't, we, we don't have a functional rehab, rehabilitation situation or a habilitation. Is that even a word? It hab- is now. Habilitation. We don't habilitate people in the first place to uh, habilitate. <laughs> we don't educate people in the first place on how to perform because most of us don't know how in the first place. So we have yeah. a society full of people that don't know how to raise children who weren't who were raised by children who were raised by children who were raised by children who 
now have created all these rules of how things work and we don't we we move into adulthood still having all these dysfunctions and then we get caught for doing something or we do something really dysfunctional as an adult and instead of rehabbing these people we lock them away right. and and we punish them forever with the scarlet letter or the the, the demon title or the sex offender or whatever it is and i'm not saying that these are great things or good things they are not and there's something behind it and it's not and it's very seldom one person and in our work and the work that we do we ask people to create teams around their lives because we need each other and we didn't get where we are by ourselves the and, people and we're not going to get out and of we're it not going to get out of it by ourselves this is this has got to be a cohesive family style thing and when we really start to see that we when we bring things together people really are fucking awesome deep down inside all of us and you know uh in, when we have dysfunctions it's not just a, a product of one person's doing it's a product of society and well, if it and like you always say, when you start to understand the way that these societal conditionings func work through us as people, as almost like an entity where culture, where you were born, has to defend itself, right? It's this separate ent entity that lives through you, that if someone is challenging your culture, then it is a, it is a threat to your life, to your existence, but it's, it's still outside of you. That's just based on where you were born. And we have that with religion and family and states and like all of these layers to it that puts our bodies on guard. It's not even a mental thing. It is a, it, well, it is too. It's the, also the physiological reaction. Indeed. And, you know, I just, I just want to put this out there to anyone who's ever done anything dysfunctional or something that, that society deems is dysfunctional. Um, you are loved here from this person right here, right now. Uh, if you've hurt someone, raped someone, shot somebody, killed somebody, stole some money, whatever, you are loved. And there's never any judgment coming off me for anything because I know about doing things that are dysfunctional. I know about doing things that have hurt people. Um, I am no angel and I am no demon. I am a human being. And the things that I have done are not who I am. They are things that I have done. And that includes the good shit and the bad shit the functional shit and the dysfunctional shit. I am a human being and I see you and, and I got you. And, and, uh, you know, this is a society of people that I'm looking to, to really help them uplift themselves and each other. When, when we're in the hood, you know, from where I came from, people stole shit because you know, crack ravaged my neighborhood. And the, you know, then kids had kids were in the house with just other kids and, uh, their parents were either cracked out or they were in jail and what did they do? They had to steal. And so they stole and they ended up locked up. And then when they get out, they don't know how to function. And then it becomes a cycle. And then we demonize people for being for being the way they are. And society is creating this type of stuff. You know, the 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 the, the lack of privilege, the lack of, of, of resources, these things are strategically placed in, in, in neighborhoods and in areas of the world. And we keep people subdued and, and, and held back. And then we punish them for that. And then they don't know how to perform any other way than what we've taught them how to perform. And we demonize them over and over again. And we make demons and, and we, we tell people that they're demons and, and, and we treat them like that. And it's not the case. It's society. Our society needs to be restructured. And that's what we're working on. Well, it's also recognizing that we are society. You know, it's like, because we talk a lot about societal conditioning and society and society. And 
we are society. We are. So the change, you know, the change in what you're looking for society to do, you are the representation of society. You are that piece, that part of the chain, that element that is integrated, that the more that you perform in how you want society to perform, the more you will actualize it by allowing other people to shift because you you created space for them to. When someone's not on guard and defensive, it's amazing the conversations we have with people that are so outside of our ideologies and our belief structure that we know through curiosity and questions, we can have a conversation with anyone, you know? And like you said earlier, most people are good. And I'm using that term for simplicity purposes. When you will allow them to express what they're feeling, what they're thinking, why they think the way that they do, and you don't have to attack it or argue it, but actually be curious. Yeah. That curiosity is really important. You know, there was a, a video somebody had posted up on Facebook maybe a year ago and it was this guy that said it was this whole video he said he's like i'm a pedophile and i need help i i don't touch kids but i have thoughts about having sex with kids and i was raped as a kid and i was abused as a kid and i can't stop thinking about this i need help and I, i'm asking for help I, I'm, I'm just asking that nobody kills me or anything like this but i really need help so i, I need to say this out loud so that I'm safe and other people are safe from, you know, whatever could happen. And, you know, the comments below weren't people saying, hey, let's help this guy. It was let's kill this dude. Let's hang him up, put him in jail. Now he hadn't done anything. What he's asking for is help. And and our go-to in society, based off of our religious structures, our societal structures and protecting our children from, from people. What is, about the children? Let's kill this guy and it, it made me cry like I cry I sat and I watched this video and I cried and I felt so terrible for this dude and I and it wasn't the video that he did it was the shit that people were saying under it and I was like man this is a human being crying out for help and how many people now I've worked in ERs and I've taken care of a lot of people on substances alcohol and anything else you can imagine dysfunctional okay or or as, as society deems dysfunctional and these are all human beings and they all have amazing stories and they all have stories that are a, a, a lot of tragedy based on their parents their grandparents going to war doing all these different things and nobody's asking these questions people are deeming these people as bums derelicts uh you know the dregs of society and it's not the case it's not the case and these are people who who love these are people who have feelings they have sensations are we helping them no we're putting them in we're putting them in the demon space and we're demonizing them and we're keeping them there so i just really you know when when you look at people uh like kobe when you look at people like bill cosby right the the, the people who are the stars right when you look at remember when tiger woods when they were crucifying you know tiger woods and and look it's all the black people now right so it's always black people the witch hunts are always for black celebrities right and and uh uh, and and rich white dudes <laughs> right and so you know when, when when these people have all of this stuff going on do you ask yourself what were the circumstances that got this person to do these actions do you know do you even care or is it just well, the action and if you don't care choose to not waste your energy projecting it in that look if you're if it if it upsets you 
that other people are where they are, or especially if they're a celebrity and they have money and you feel like they don't deserve it, by attaching the deserving and punishment, you are subconsciously creating a conditioning within yourself that will make you adverse to money because you're making associations to celebrity and finance that is negative, that those kinds of people, right? Wealthy people, rich people, celebrity people, you can actually keep from financial growth. And we see this a lot in our, in particular, people going from six to seven figures where there is a self-worth attached and not only self-worth, but a fear of being like, because it's really easy if you do shit that people don't agree with, if nobody knows who you are and you can hide it. Mm -hmm. The more you step out with your message, with who you are, people will look for it, which means if you are not congruent, which means the more money you have, the more exposed you are, the higher risk you are to being mm -hmm. lynched. Yep. So that keeps people from fully stepping into a lot of their positions or inspiring or starting their business because of that fear of they don't believe that they are good people. Yep. They don't believe that they deserve, quote unquote, to have money either yep. or to have um, abundance or, or clout or whatever. So it's something just to be mindful of and to check in with yourself. When you start to judge someone, you, they've done something that you deem as unforgivable, you know, evil, whatever. How much energy are you spending projecting that at an individual that you don't believe in versus putting energy, the same amount of hate you're throwing in one direction or disdain or negativity? Are you putting even a fraction of that energy into what you're looking to create in your life versus focusing on more of what you don't want, don't like, don't believe in, don't support. You know, even when I think of like with the whole R. Kelly case, I didn't go on a manhunt to say anyone that deals with R. Kelly, I won't talk to all this stuff because I'm not even giving R. Kelly my energy in that way. I have shit to do. You know, I'm not focused on what people are doing wrong. I'm looking at how do I fortify people being in alignment to the integral um, companies and nonprofits and activism that they're doing in their life. I don't have enough information about any of these people to make a diagnosis or a generalization or whatever. I can say that I don't function with some of these behaviors. I can say that I would not be in support of those behaviors. I've just chosen to spend my energy educating women about boundaries, teaching young girls about how to mind their body, how to ask for help, getting their own boundaries of what's appropriate. These are the conversations that are getting skipped because of all of this, this, these big performance circus shows. Yeah. So I really would love to invite the people who have been uh, bashing Kobe Bryant after his death all over my Facebook timeline to be easy with that, man. You know, the guy's dead. Um, and this is a father. And it doesn't make a difference no. if he's a father or whatever. Well, I'm just saying there's so many there's so many identities to one individual. Oh yeah. So to to villainize one element of a person's uh, life, there's still a little girl without a father. 
yeah. a wife without a husband, and a lot of people that he employed, a lot of people that were dependent. I mean, there's so there's so many layers to it. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna yank the chain of all these Christian people that have been bashing uh, Kobe on my timeline. Um, you know, your man Jesus Christ, JC, JC, the place to be. You know, uh, let you know he said of the stoning man, let he without sin cast the first stone. And if and if you are really holier than thou, and you ain't got nothing on your plate, then feel free to bash away. But if you got shit on your plate, you know that you haven't spoken out about, then come on, come on, come on, let's bring it out, let's bring it to the table. You know, I got shit. I bring it right to the table. I have no issues with it. Man, it's sitting on the table. It's, we took it out from under the table. <laughs> We put our gum on the tabletop. It's it's really, you know, if you got shit on your soul and you're judging somebody else, you are actually pushing your shadow stuff up to the surface through that other person. Mm -hmm. And so just be mindful. And there's a book that I just finished reading called Owning Your Own Shadow by Robert A. Johnson. And it's a game changer. Uh, it's it's really about getting into that space and seeing what your shadow looks like. And uh, shout to Will Reason, my man, my homie, Will Reason, who actually bought that book for me about a year ago. And it's been sitting on my shelf waiting to be read. It's get, been in the pile of books. Get that Look, book. I love y'all listening. If you have amazing books, tag us. Don't send it to us <laughs> yet, bro. Our book list right now is bananas. Is We're going to have to take off 2021 just to read. To read books. all these books. Thank you so much, though, for sending us books. And thank you for the love. And thank you for creating such awesome content. Keep it coming. Uh, just don't send us books yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... We invite you to stand in front of that mirror and ask yourself, you know, am I demonizing people? Am I making people into angels? Am I doing it to myself? And do I need to do that or can I let a human being be? And if we need to help rehab ourselves or rehab other people, what do we need? And and the answers are right there, you know. Um, you know, am I am I the person that I want to be? Am I hiding? who around me can support me and being able to say the things that are weighing on my soul so I don't stay in the dark doing things that are dysfunctional and creating this this uh, chaotic background of, of stuff in the shadow that starts to become really, really heavy on one side until something breaks or something snaps or something comes to the surface and then it becomes a serious, huge problem. Yep. Don't put yourself in a space where you have to hide find people who you can be honest with and and uh you know when you are honest with people about the things in your shadow some of them are going to fall away some of them are not going to rock with you anymore and those are not your people the people who can lean into you will lean into you and they'll be there for you and with you so you know that person in the mirror that's the person you can trust more than anything and when you learn to trust that person when you learn to bring that voice to the surface and actually honor it and look at yourself in the mirror and speak to yourself and allow your body to settle that's where all the magic begins with that mentor in the mirror we love you and as always rate review subscribe share Share this with a friend you know, if you've been wanting to share and you're like, man, but I wish I could share, but the language, uh, they don't like swear words, shoot them a message. Start with that honesty. Rock that transparency and say, hey, I've got this episode I'd love you to check out. Look, it's got some language things that I know can be a challenge for you. I still think it's worth it if you can hear past some of the language. Let people decide for themselves. You know, trying to protect people from 
whatever does not serve them and it does not serve you. Give them the opportunity, you know, let them draw their own boundaries through honesty and transparency and start creating relationships that you're looking to be in so that we can pull more out of the shadows with more ease. And it doesn't mean it's always easy, but it is, it can come with more ease and it is that simple. So, you know, that's an invitation uh, that I'm going to send out as we say so long, farewell. Alfred is saying good night. Adieu. 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 And you, and you. My name is Cole. My name is Ta. <laughs> Be free. free.